So the portal's closed? Is that what you mean? Yeah, and if this is a replay of last time, you've got like three seconds before that jar unscrews. I shoot. You know there's nanobots inside. Uh, my my thought would be that maybe the canister would explode or it would short it out or it would in in some way inhibit okay. the things, right? I mean, if, if, do I? Well, I guess do I get the sense that it's the same, right? Like I don't. Did I, you said Ula was the only one that recognized it, so maybe not. Uh, true. You don't. You don't necessarily know that it's like exactly the same. You just figure, oh no, another one of these. Yeah. But still, you're. Uh, it, you know, what happened Somebody last time knows. was there was nanobots inside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. I guess. Oh, God. I guess Ula will. I guess she's going to try and send her swarm over there to see if there's a way to use them to stop the timer. That's a good so idea. That it so doesn't I'm going to have you, have you roll in, in a second. So now she's rolling uh, to shoot. You're going to be rolling to somehow deactivate the, the timing mechanism. Trey, anything? Um, if he hears Nash shoot, he'll shoot. Okay, another roll to shoot, and uh, Reggie. Uh, I would like to basically disarm the canister. I want to. I want to disarm it so it doesn't go off. Wait. Right. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 <laughs> Todd, I have a okay, question. So, yeah. So I'm I'm still looking at my sheet. And I'm looking at uh, a minus one grace, minus one might. Is that still hold true? Have we rested, uh-huh. healed enough over the course of time that we have or no? A neg one grace was like three days ago when you were shot by the drone. Uh, the other point of harm, when did the other point of harm come? It might have been at the fight in the tunnel, perhaps. I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't know where else it you've could have You've never happened. really slept eight full hours in the last four days. I'm sorry. I think you're still wounded. No, that's fine. Because you, I, keep, I just you, know, you just keep on moving and hustling and moving and hustling. It doesn't have a chance to heal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you needed a four. Anybody who's firing a gun needs a four. Needs to I got four. an eight. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so you both hit it. And you're both at kind of the same angle. And so you both knock it back into the distance. It does not open. And now the other two, I, I think Ula is sending the nanobots. That is a psyche roll for you. And Reggie, you are trying to disable the now timer. Just make it inert. Turn it into a paperweight. Okay, so both of you make those rolls. Um, for Reggie, it's lucid dreaming. Yeah, I did. uh, uh, It's beat a seven. Well, I got a My Little Pony six plus four, ten. All right. So, and Ulu? Uh, I rolled a five and Psyche. Okay. So, this all happens really fast. Blam, blam, the canister goes flying off just as Ulu's nanobot cloud is moving toward it. What happens is they quickly correct and go follow it in the distance that it, in the direction that it went. Uh, and it went, you know, 10 or 15 meters off to one side. So the nanobot cloud just sort of turns abruptly and goes and follow it, follows it. Meanwhile, it stops beeping and the little light stops flashing because Reggie has succeeded. And, Reg, tell me something good. Okay, how's this? <laughs> and <laughs> I open the portal back up and send the canister back through. <laughs> Or maybe that's not the best because maybe we want these nanobots, right? Yes, and yeah, I preserve the like viability of sorry. the it's nanobots. A little too big. Sorry. The nanobots are still usable. The ones inside. Yeah, but they're but the the maybe they've got no like targets. Yeah, all you disabled was the the timer opener mechanism. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. our now are the techs tech peoples can get in there and work their tech magics. Yeah, so now Guys, we just kicked a, the shit out of that canister. Can I just say? You just got a handful of nanobots to do with as you please. Boss fight. That, that was, we just, we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want those nanobots usable. <laughs> All right, who's picking up the canister? 
I, well, I think just I think Nashville's. Are we clear? Are we clear? I don't see anything else. I think we I think we did it. <laughs> uh, Ula slowly walks towards it. <laughs> it's still smoking a little bit from the bullets that hit it. I'm I'm trailing and covering you. What kind of information am I getting from the nanobots about it? Uh, well, the the timing mechanism has been completely disabled. It's like the wires inside have, have like just sort of disappeared or something. It's just stopped working. So it's sealed shut. There is the way that it works is on the interior layer of this. There's a a set of nanobots that have been programmed to basically fuse together and hold back all of the other ones, which are smarter and more programmable. Okay. Yeah, you got any more room in there? For the- <laughs> <laughs> she laughs a little hysterically. <laughs> you ever you ever seen uh, that scene in Stand By Me with the pie eating contest? <laughs> she's like, hmm. She kind of like, you know, she picks it up and and she's like, all right. So and and she kind of like hands it to Trey. Perhaps we can program this and turn it into something usable. This is yes, I you've do. never seen Trey. In, in the world you guys come from, the nanobots are not this advanced. No, uh, this would be very interesting to study and uh, perhaps use to our advantage. I think it is definitely a good resource to look into. Is it safe to carry this thing with us? Uh, I believe that Ula and Reggie have at least temporarily disabled it. Uh, I can go into it and uh, actually hopefully create a more uh, sustained enclosure. Can I just um, uh, just hear me out for just a moment? I realize this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but I mean, I'm talking to a baby, so it'll be fine. Um <laughs> This has happened twice now. They're able to target us for somehow. They're targeting us and trying to use a nanoswarm. It didn't work last time because of what I did, which was highly unusual, and I maybe shouldn't have survived that. It was pretty badass. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, still not sure it was a good idea, but it's done. So the question is, this looked exactly the same as though they just literally, it was a loop in time. Like it was recreated in that moment that I have a memory exactly of how it looked and it looked exactly the same. So what the the lighting, the shadows, everything. Oh, well, if Wolfram's fucking with the slip, Space, like, this is more your department. I well, I was gonna say, do you think maybe they fucks up <laughs> and maybe like they're in, they, they've they're in some sort of maybe they did something fucked up? Remember, right, remember but, but, how that's like how that's kind of how the Frank situation happened. They yeah, they really did. Okay, so brains roll for all the men here, <laughs> but we, we can't be in a loop though. I mean, we have the kids oh. now, like, our whole situation's different. That's not, yes, like, and if for uh, this. Too. If this were back in their time and it was simply a uh, a loop of the uh, uh, of the cycle, then the portal would have opened up in the same location that it did before. Right. So I mean, somebody or something has redirected it to this location. It's a loop attached to us. That seems true. I got a five. Who's the highest one f- here? I got a four. Uh, okay, so I guess it's Trey, who who has the realization. Now, there's more than one way for the, this repetition thing to have occurred. Because if you're dealing with slip space, it's not only about time, but it's also about lateral slips. You you don't know, frankly, how far you drifted laterally into al- an alternate Earth's timeline. So you really could be on any... You could be in the future of any world, not necessarily your own. You could be in the future of a world that springs from a whole different prime Earth or one that sprang off the original prime Earth. In other words, all this is starting to sound a lot more like, as you know it, space dynamics. 
And as Reggie felt it when he got the tingling sensation a little bit mm -hmm. earlier. So here's the thought that hits you, Trey. So far in this reality, there seems to be like a, an analog for most things. Most companies are like exactly the same name and everything. Every once in a while, there's one that didn't happen. Something else happened instead. Like diaspora didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But the reality fractures did. And the reality fractures seem to be tied to Wolfram. Mm -hmm. So if diaspora didn't happen, that means dream realities, slip space travel, the ships you guys used to fly in. None of that happened. This happened instead. Mm -hmm. So somebody Hi. invented a way to break reality instead of diaspora inventing a way to slip through reality. Todd, what do I know about what Wolfram was doing? Wolfram actually began as a medical technology company. Their original work was mostly in cybernetics. But as time went by and they made huge, huge amounts of money, they did a whole lot of R&D and started branching out. So these days, they've got the most advanced nanotech available, the most advanced DNI available. Basically, any medical technology fused with uh, AI or advanced automated systems, they're the brand for it. And of course, as you know well, they also have secret projects that nobody else knows about. So... Now, as you tell this story, um, Nash and Trey... And, and I guess Reggie too, but more the guys who dealt with the city folk, they um, they know who Wolfram is, but in the reality they come from, it's not like it's not one of the top ten most powerful companies in the city. It's, it's so I think I think Ula will will try to explain like what Wolfram does if Trey brings that up, but I'm not sure if Trey brings up his thought process. Yeah, and the, and Reg, do you tell us that? the feeling that you got right like like we know it but you haven't said anything so i'm just wondering if that's something that you share or you don't share i i would if i wasn't all of a sudden aware that whisper is like is she is she out or is she okay todd um, she was bleeding bad right yeah she's bleeding a lot there's blood running all down the front of her shirt but she seems to be okay She's like holding her hands and to her nose and then looking at them and then looking at you. And her mouth is open. Like she doesn't really know what to think. She's not in pain. All right. So I'll, I'll turn. Nash, hey, put a pin in this. Did you feel that before that thing opened up? Did you feel the, 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 the yeah. slip, the slip thing? It's all, I felt queasy. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it's you all felt fucking it too. Like... Okay. Put a pin in that. And then he turns and tries to walk and doesn't. Walk. Uh, <laughs> take me over there. <laughs> Can you just whisper? Wh whisper first. Whisper first. <laughs> oh, so uh, will, yeah, will yeah. get a cloth and like yeah. wipe her face off and like tell her to hold her nose until it stops bleeding. It put your nose back in and put pressure. Yep, you got it. It looks good. Everything looks okay. We're doing we're doing good work. And she's and whisper herself is is not actually um, too scared by this. And because you, you, you've like reassured her that she's okay, but she is like questioning, like why did that happen, Reggie? What was it? Explain. You did, uh, use just, use was, your words and tell me what you felt. Doing, I was just doing this, the thing with my head where I, you know I, I tighten it up and think of what I want to happen and um, I don't know if it worked or not, but I was just thinking as hard as I could and then. And then it stopped, and, and it was over. And then when I opened my eyes and looked down, I got blood, Reggie. I got yeah. blood. Yeah, this is me. good. This is a good lesson for you. Is that is how much this, how much of a toll this could take on you? The larger the well, I, that's how much of a physical toll this can take on you. The harder things you try to do. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, it makes sense to me, but you're talking to a five-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Let, let me redirect. So <laughs> when you try to do something super duper hard, it's going to affect you physically. Like a nose, like your nose is bleeding. Does that feel great? No, right? Doesn't hurt. No. Well, how, what, describe to me what it felt like when you tried to make all of that go away. It was, like, was it harder or easier than making yourself stop before you hit the ground. 
it was very very hard it was like it was like uh it was like shock it's like sh- like uh electric shock and uh and I'm pushing it and it's pushing me and I'm pushing it and it's pushing me and that's I felt my nose tingling but it all happened so fast and then it was gone this is this is good this is you see that not everything is as is is, is easy with this things can push Hard. back Re- reality can push back ula kind of looks at the three of them and she's like well i think we've established that she's not a prodigy which is part of what i was trying to determine when you said she could do almost anything because she didn't realize she had limits but in fact she has limits just like you do it's the realization that there is a limit that is going to help her get to that next step of breaking through it i don't doubt it i just wanted to verify that she was not like no no and i think that makes that's you're you're correct i'm i'm not glad this happened but i'm glad this happened because she needs to feel that what it feels like when the reality pushes back and he kind of readdresses whisper he goes so now you felt it you felt it now yeah her eyes are her eyes are big now it's, it, she's starting to realize what she said basically what happened was um she got a yes but <laughs> yes but yes but your nose is bleeding yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not all it's it's not all fun and games. It's not all rats and magnets. Is that? I'll find something. <laughs> that works. That works. Yeah. All it's right. not all rats and magnets, Whisper. Does, like does Trey say she anything she understands. about his realization or his thought process? I mean, we haven't, we haven't really touched too much yet on what's going on exactly. That's kind of and, what Ula's are, trying to um, get at right now. <laughs> yeah. I think I think part of all right, here's so Trey might have had a realization. Jesse is still having difficulty finding where that fits in everything. Well <laughs> so, and Trey could be processing that too still, right? Like well, he, yes. like new data point, how does this fit in? Processing. So he just kind of like shuts down right to like figure shit out yeah well all right so i will say um so after we kind of you know with with you know dealing with whisper and everything he will go up to reggie and uh uh, reggie you are more experienced in slip dynamics i have done a bit of studying on it but you have a better feel for it uh i (sighs) I have an idea that I do not know how to work out. I, I love when you say that because I know that eventually something's going to come out of you that's going to break the case, as it were. <laughs> so I, 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 I appreciate that. But that was a flux storm, Nash. Right? I mean, that's what I yelled, but I didn't realize. Like, I, I just but like the, the event that happens when it goes to shit, when you're trying to slip. So, so like it's an actual flux storm. Seems like it. What is a flex star? <laughs> Reggie f- flies off on this a grand explanation with all <laughs> technical possibilities. Okay, so let's assume you scientific. guys are walking like while this conversation is going that on. That makes really sense. Yeah, cover yeah. some ground. You see, when you slip through the slip dynamics, there's these impossibilities and, and algorithmic probabilities that all kind of, you know, come together and then whoosh, and then there's like mathematical things. And then Reggie's nose starts to bleed, and he falls asleep. And <laughs> like Ula uh, so was a scientist. The- like that's how she started. So she's not like yeah. She's not. She's she's not that kind of scientist. <laughs> but she's able to like she asks intelligent questions and is trying to follow along to the best of her ability. I mean, she's she's mm-hmm. a bioengineer. So okay, you know, so flux storms, much like much like you know real storms, are sort of chaotic random swirling you know uh like four-dimensional tornadoes of chaos that emit from the multiversal cow and sometimes 
will sweep into the path of a slip ship while it's transversing from one reality to another. They can knock you off course and you end up in a different reality or you end up in the multiversal cow, which is the worst of all. So you're saying that someone is utilizing a piece of fundamental chaos to send us packages of nanobots. I do find it very interesting that you have like, that you said that it was almost like an like a rewind or a replaying of a similar event. Exact same yeah. in every way. That sort of suggests to me that they have done something wrong, and they're trapped in some sort of loop themselves. Shit. Or it could <gasps> be the possibility that Wolfram. Rather than developing slip space technology, has instead developed a way to harness the storms and use oh. that as the way to transverse space. Jesus. Well, that's just inefficient now, isn't it? Well, Some yes, dangerous. but they might not know that. If slip, if slip space technology has yet to be developed in this reality then they do not know how inefficient it is well that that could what that could be what caused the instability here but the fact that they're harnessing the storms in right exactly well the very first slip ship was the uh, ariadne built by zion diaspora and uh it was called a trap is a, a temporal resistance amplification pod and the most important part of the technology, arguably, was the shielding that might have saved his life that the automated survival suit provided. But that wasn't until later when he came back riddled with cancer and died several years later. So if Diaspora didn't discover the temporal resistance and space dynamics, maybe Trey's right. I mean, in this reality, maybe somebody else did but it came about a whole different way. This could also explain the creatures that people see come through the portals. They very well could be people who have just been thrown into a storm and come out the other side, completely unprotected. Oof. Yes, the not trip of demons. Yeah. That's, uh, well, if they don't, but if, so if they don't have the slip space technology, then are we stuck here then? Right? I mean, if Reg, I, if you could open up a portal right. to take us home, are we going to come out all fucked up then? I mean, I don't know. I mean, look at me. Look at me. But you, you two survived it. <laughs> yeah, you guys came in through a vortex. You survived it. In theory, you could go out through one. Right. True. true yeah. Trey, if you... I, I realize that the nanobots are, are a strange technology, but or different, advanced, whatever. Could you look at it and determine what they, or if both of us look at it and could determine what they were programmed to do specifically? Like, are they searching for someone in particular? Are they to kill every living thing that they find? Do they kill only things in a 30-foot radius and then go back into the box? Like, what is their actual, like, what were they sent to do? I, I think before either of you could even attempt to answer that question, you'd want to spend hours of very careful thought and time. Um, you don't want to do it while you're traveling in oh, the no. post-apocalyptic wasteland with a bunch of children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, though advanced, or at the very least, uh, technology that I am not used to, a robot is still a robot, no matter how small it is. I do believe that given the sufficient time and resources that I could get into its database and uh, it has to have, in order to have some autonomy, it does have to have programming. So I do believe so, that it would be possible. Todd, can I query my own nanobot swarm and find out what it was supposed to be doing before I took it over? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's psyche though, and you're not really a programmer. I think it's just a brain's roll. You don't get a mod on this. 
Is there a six two in there? Fives. You got two fives in there. Mm -hmm. Five. Um. You well. How about this? You can sense that their purpose has changed. That as soon as they hit you and began to interface with your DNI, uh, your system overwrote their programming. You don't know what they were originally programmed to do, and you may never be able to recover that information because you overwrote them. Well, let me ask you this then, because um, Ula's background is in the medical tech stuff, would she know generally like, and, and obviously they have secret things that they're doing, but generally speaking, what are nanobots programmed to do? Is it, you know, uh, internal healing? Are they like stripping paint? Like, you know, what, what does someone typically program a nano? Bots were they, they're used for they're all used for all of the above and in this reality even more than in your reality but um ula does not really come from the medical field she was a medical experiment they didn't really tell her the full capabilities of what she carries hmm, okay because she was I, I she was a scientist i was maybe i was just mashing everything together uh, she was a bioengineer um you know, but there's so many different like nuances to all the technology that, you know, like it could just totally depend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, even no matter what department you were in, when you were working for them, there was a gap in between during which experiment X was created and stuck mm -hmm. in your head. Um, so the nanotechnology department had several years to move on that you, that you weren't even aware of. Uh, you know that when when you encountered it, it was it was just it really feels like kind of a, a fluke that you were able to intake them. You don't think that was their goal. You overwrote their goal, whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're walking and you're walking and you're walking, and uh, I want those. We're gonna call them. Uh, you can use brains or psyche, whatever you use to like remain aware of your surroundings. Uh, Nash, you can add intuition. Who gets the highest total? They got a six high. Five high. And that's a plus one for intuition, yeah? Yes, six, six total, yep. That takes us to seven. All right, so I've got a yes hand from Nash. Nash, up ahead... There is a person crouched in the bushes. They don't think you can see them. And I'm able to get the kids. I'm able to get everybody down, right? Like I stop, you know, hands down, you know, kids get down, you know, finger to my lips shh, so that they're not able to spot us, I guess. Very good. Please. I'm going to throw in an additional and while training, while Ula was training the kids to uh, scavenge and forage and hunt, uh, Nash also took the opportunity to train them some tactical hand signals. Ooh. Yeah, that, that sounds like something he would probably do. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Like, these point, kids are yeah. noisy. Right. So you're like, look, when I go like this, you hush up and get down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does Nash point out, like, why and where? So, so, so if we're doing the hand signals, right, like he puts the fist up and then arms down, finger mm -hmm. to his lips, shh. And then, you know, points to his eyes and points out towards the, the bush or whatever he's in. And then, like, he's down low crouch and, like, scuttles back to where uh, Ula and Trey are. And he says, there's out that way. I don't think he sees us yet. There's somebody in that bush. Uh, Trey's going to send the drone and the mouser out. <laughs> like, long, Trey? like, way out. Right, not directly out, like way out in the oh. loop. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. try, like, so that they, like, the mouser goes down and around to try to get it from, like, the front side, and then the drone will go up and over to try to get it from the back. Just as surveillance. Gotcha. Uh, Your high four. Score. Your high score is a four. Uh, you... Through the drone, you do see a human figure, and he looks like he appears to be alone. Armed? Armed and crouching behind a bush. Um, 
Uh, covered in some Get sort up. of tarpaulin. Uh, head is covered. Big round glasses and a filter breather. Does so. So do they look more like survival prep or tactical? Like, does this look like somebody who is used to being out in this area? Or have they like, do they look more like they have been sent from the city out? Good question. It is filthy, scavenged, mismatching tech. Sounds good. I would say I I think Trey would would be keen on this, right? Just because cyber stuff, whatever. Does it look like someone from Ula's group? Can't does tell. It, does it look it's like wearing a raincoat and a fisherman's hat? It's like all covered in tarpaulin. Okay. All right. I will whisper over to Nash. Local. <laughs> uh, like like he he like he pauses to think about it, and then he you know he just I can't look at Reggie because he's on my back, but I I look <laughs> to you two, and I say, Willow, uh, what do you think your call? If it's a local, probably, but maybe protecting a little a little spot. I mean, I. Probably not looking out for us, I wouldn't think. I mean, we don't want to hurt anybody if we don't have to. Should I walk up and she'll she'll kind of like carefully move forward. She's got her hand on her weapon. But she I'm, I'm aiming at that guy. <laughs> like aiming finger on the push. trigger, ready to go. Gotcha. Ule, as you step forward, a voice says, not one more step, and you you hear the weapon cocked. Brains roll from you, Ula. My finger tightens ever so slightly on the trigger. <laughs> Got a four. Um, <laughs> it's Drill. It's your fucking friend, Drill. You recognize his voice, and you get an and. Oh, and. He recognizes you. Yeah, like he recognizes me. He should recognize me. Uh, and that's the very next sentence out of his mouth. What? Ula? Is that you? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Shit. He comes out of the bush and he's got his weapon down. Gives you a bear hug. She hugs him back. Oh, she like motions to everybody. She's like, I'm, I'm with, I'm with everybody else. <laughs> you, rem- <laughs> you remember. <laughs> you remember. Uh, wait, he's gesturing toward the kids. I don't remember this. <laughs> well, we've had we've had some um, exciting times. Uh, yeah, things got weird. So, uh, do you remember those tunnel people that we talked about? Do you remember the tunnel people? I don't know anything about tunnel people. Yeah, so and she just starts explaining what tunnel people are. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> they have running engines, Dunner. Oh God. They're trying to dig their way to the city, and it's become sort of a religion for them. I don't know; it's very crazy. And and we were there for an uprising, and like the leader eventually kind of ended up dead. He was sort of terrible. Now they have somebody new who's in charge, but then there were these children that they were like forcing to like dig, and then well, I just wait. You saved these children? That's you tell me. You took these children? Yes. I know. Yes, I did. Are you coming back to Keck? I would like to see if they would be interested in adding some more young people to their crew. <laughs> I imagine we're standing like 10, 15 feet off while she's having this conversation. Fresh young faces, Drill. Actually, pretty. They're, they're smart kids and they're tough. I've been teaching them. Well, if you've been teaching them, then uh, you know I, I don't. I don't doubt you. Uh, they look a little young to really be of any use. That changes fast. You know how they, how quick they grow up. Uh, you know, Tricka, she's gonna have her kid like any day now. Uh, well, I don't really see how Keck can say no. I think uh, you leave a bad taste in her mouth, to be honest. But uh, I don't think she'd say no to these kids. I'm not gonna stay. I'm just passing through, and we uh, we couldn't leave these kiddos to their fate. We watched one of them plummet to his death, and yeah. All right, I'll speak on your behalf. 
Um, maybe I should go ahead, y'all. Give me an hour. Right. We're at the side of the power plant, just below. Well, do you remember where I was talking about tapping into that converter? Yep. <laughs> we did it, Ula. We fucking did it. Powered the whole camp. Amazing. Good job. Just kind of shoulder. <laughs> shoulder pump. So head out in that area. Somebody will be on watch. They'll find you. Okay. Oh, it's good to see you again. <laughs> uh, she gives him a hug again and then says, okay, okay, go. I'll tell everyone we need to wait. All right. And he, uh, he nods and waves at all of you. Um, and uh, at, at Trey, he gives you the, the finger guns. He goes, hey, killer. <laughs> <laughs> then he's gone. Just, you're muted. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of tilts his head a little bit at him. And... <laughs> What do you mean? All right, so he says he says give him an hour to soften Keck up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I, I guess when he leaves, then, then Nash just says, uh, "So how how do you think that's going to go?" Uh, yeah. Any any reason to believe that it's, it's like a setup or? <laughs> she she just looks tired. She shakes her head. She's like. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. As far as I know, they're good people. I mean, I don't, I, I don't imagine they're a threat. I mean, they just might not want us no. to stick around. Which they're I mean, not going to want us to stick around, but I think they might take the kids in, which is the point. All right, that's fair. Um, maybe if nothing else, we get a. Maybe she'll give us a couple days just so we could rest up a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, it would be nice. I've I've got an interesting question, or maybe it's interesting. So the, the, he said that they they connected it. Now they've got like a, a nice power source. How much of a beacon is that? Well, actually, Drill has talked about this for a long, long time. He and Ula used to go out to the power source, and he scoped all around it. There's a huge power plant, and it runs on a periodic cycle, getting its its energy from the geothermal sources below. And he found a place where he felt that if he brought the proper metals and had the right shielding, you could tap into it at the moment it charged and there would be no trace, no monitor would know that you were taking that power. So his plan was to suck off a bunch of power only once a day and store it in a big battery. Sounds like he did it. Well, that's wonderful. (laughs) Right? There's a lot that they can do with that and it'll make a big difference. Yeah. That's I'd great. imagine the uh, the generation the the source itself probably uh, cover most of that if they're like in the area here, right? Like it's putting out so much power, it probably acts as a shield just unto itself. Huh? So if you have uh, no other questions, you wait an hour and move on forward. Uh, it is Drill himself uh, who whistles. Will you recognize the whistle? And uh, he joins you guys as you come walking into the camp. Um, they've dug down beneath some large boulders and found an underground storage room, sort of the, an annex of the uh, power plant itself. And so they've sort of taken it over and moved in there. Um, somewhere around here, Keck is starting another garden. But for the most part, they live in this sort of a like a living room-sized underground space, storage cabinets. They've broken the floor and created a fair pit, and uh, the whole gang is here. Now, Keck is not super happy to see you, but she's not as pissed as you thought she might be, uh, because it seems that everybody's spirits have been raised a little bit by the fact that they actually have electric light in this place, and they have a radio playing. Wow. Uh, she, um, she just walks over and she's like, Jill finally did it. <sighs> that boy has saved us all. You know, somewhere out here, she's sweeping her arm around. One of these suburbanites had themselves a hydroponic system. We're going to find that system and bring it back. I don't have to go outdoors. I don't have to grow underground. I can grow right here. I got power. I got power, Ula. This is pretty amazing. Tell me the story of these kids, though. 
what what sort of power have you been playing with? <laughs> Rich, Reggie, stop. <laughs> you know, we don't need to hear the story again, but here's, here's the basic deal. Tech will let you guys stay here for a day or two. Uh, she's, she's not in a terrible mood. And uh, they can actually, they've found, like, things out in the suburbs, like hot plates that still work and stuff. So they're starting to piece together a sort of a little comfortable lives for themselves. Now they've got this big giant battery and the ability to fill it up once a day. If you don't say anything about Whisper, it sounds like Keck will take all of these kids on. Um, yeah, I think, I think Gula kind of has a quiet conversation with Reggie and Jack and, and, Reggie and Nash and Trey and and it's just like, so are we going to keep her with us? Is that yeah, yes? All right, Reggie, I'm going to let you talk to Whisper because she worships the bubble you float in. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Um, I'll let yeah. you speak with her about that because these are her friends, and we're basically we would be taking her away from them. So oh, God, we're gonna have a five-year-old with us. Oh God! I mean, we already have a baby. Listen, <laughs> he's not. He's a man. We've already determined he's actually a man. It's All right. right. So you're a man. Baby <laughs> is a man. Uh, uh, Reggie, you do also have to realize the uh, tactical risk that she will put us at once we are in the city, and that she. Uh, even though you do not want to admit it, she will have to limit herself severely while we are in the city. Again, any sign that she has any ability at all, it will get to one of the corpse and eventually it will get to Wolfram and they will come after her. Right. Um, Here's something you remember, Reggie. Way back when you started with the first brain exercises, when you're training yourself in lucid dreaming in that dingy apartment in like Oakland or wherever the hell it was, um, the very first exercises that you ever did were really just about focusing and centering and, and uh, like dropping your signal down. One of the exercises that you did was going out in public that way. And just sort of dropping your signal down to like I'm not here, right? And you and you could sometimes make it work, and it it seems maybe you could teach Whisper how to do that. I, I do need to do that. I get the, the question. The, the the question though is 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 there time? Is there time for me to to do that to a point where I feel confident? Look, I gotta give this. I have to give. I have to. She needs to understand. She needs to be a part of this. I need to speak to Whisper. Yeah, okay. But before I do, how long are we... What are we doing? How long are we staying here? Two nights. If you want it. We, Na- we could Nash use and it. I are both hurt, and we really need to sleep. <laughs> I don't think we've had a, a night's sleep yet. <laughs> Not a full Not night. Not since you left the last camp, which is almost a week ago now. <laughs> yeah, Ula looks you know, maybe weird. all of this is just delirium. Everything that's been happening, because we're all just delirious. <laughs> It doesn't help. I, I need to. I need to speak to well, Whisper. So the question is: Are we taking her with us into the city? Is that just making her a worse target? Can we actually protect her? Are you going to take her with you if you go to another reality? If you go you back, you guys separated yourselves from everybody else, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah. Private conversation. Yep. Look, I haven't thought that far ahead. We don't even know are if you we can adopt, get out of here. Are you a baby adopting this child? This is my question. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I've tried to figure out the best way to present this. I've gone with, I've gone with the sister. I've gone with, <laughs> with daughter. I, nothing sounds or feels right yet. Okay. Uh, well, well okay, Reggie, you, you are a talking it. baby. You are a baby in a jar. You think a compared baby. to a five-year-old girl, a baby in a jar is like nothing to notice. <laughs> It's just going to go completely unnoticed. <laughs> right? If she's walking around with me, um, I, I can't, I can't admit to feeling a little un- unhinged about some of this. I don't want, I don't know the, I don't know the best way. I'm feeling 
I'm feeling overprotective in a way that I have never felt before. And I don't trust anyone uh, with her. Well, I can promise you that I want nothing but what is best for her in the sense that I do not want her to have anything remotely close to the experience that I've already had with Wolfram. So I will do whatever I can to protect her from that. I just don't know what the right answer is because if she's with us, yes, we can protect her, but then we are the target of people. I personally get shot at on the regular and she's a really tough five-year-old, but she's still five. So. And I I know I don't feel great about feeling this way, but it is only going to reinforce or it's only going to be helpful. This is her life, whether she's ready for it or not. So she has to, her best chance, unless there's some, you know, baby, unless there's there's someone else like her here, which I don't even know if if it's worth the risk to find out, then I'm her best chance, which I don't feel great about that for her either, but I'm her best chance of figuring out a way to exist in this world without lighting up the beacons of the corporations that want to do to her what corporations do to people. All right. You can see the color rising in the little baby Reggie's face. He's so passionate about this. Okay, so little you... bubbles in the jar. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Starting to boil. I'm being right. myself. You want to protect her. I want to teach her how to protect herself. Sh- sure, which is how you protect her. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but she's only five. Yeah, I think. But yep, only five, and she needs at least another seven years before I would say she's going to be able to handle a lot of things that I think and I feel strongly that she does not have seven years she has to get there now so what if she hides here with them for now and you come back for her I would not go into the city with her I just would not oh no I don't like it I don't I don't like that how how long how okay outside of all of this. How long is it to get to the city from here? Um, well, with a kid, it'll probably take two days. Without a kid, you could do it in one day. So, so, so Nash just breaks in, right? Because this, this is all this is all fairly fucked up, right? Like we're responsible what? for the what? kid. What are, what are you talking like, about? Tactically, it's it's terrible or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so he says, we. So, what are we doing, right? Like, I, I agree with Reggie. If, if he can teach her to protect herself, that's going to be the best thing for her. And We need to find out what they're doing to break reality. Because as you have said over and over again, you think perhaps what they are doing here has affected you elsewhere and has caused you all manner of problems in your realities. I mean, if they're harnessing these storms, then that's probably affecting the multiverse. God, I feel stupid saying that word. <laughs> but it sounded so cool. Thanks. So so then we have we have three problems as I see it then. Whisper? I mean not I mean she's not a problem. Situations that we have to deal with. Whisper, trying to figure out what they've done to fuck this world up. And and you. What 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 can we do to help you? I mean you've unconditionally helped us. I mean, we would we would be lost in the moment, you know, being here. So you've been true to us, and that that means that that means more than you know. And we will do what we can to help you in your situation. I, I don't know if that means that we. I don't know if this ultimately leads to snatching Wolfram. We've had a similar situation to this before. Didn't work out great for me, but I mean, maybe it'll be better for you. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we we may be stuck here. I mean, there's just no way to know. The the uh, head of the program that I was a part of would be a great place to start. If 
I could put a bullet between her eyes, I would. But I'm not sure if that's not like secondarily important to all the rest of this. Um, if I get the opportunity, sure. But if we can determine what they have done and somehow stop it or reverse it, uh, I'm assuming they have some way of controlling it. And if they have some way of controlling it, then perhaps you can use that to get back to where you believe you came from. If I think uh, one thing that probably Ula might ask herself is like, if I ever have any chance of getting back at Wolfram in any capacity, whether you know for myself or to help this whole world, could I really imagine doing it without these three guys? I think I think Nash just says when when Ula finishes, I, I believe me, I understand the sentiment. If you kill her, does that change the situation intrinsically? I mean, are they going to promote someone else and then still come after you? Oh, it's definitely personal on her part. But likely, I mean, I would always be wanted, perhaps just not actively hunted. There's just a, there's a certain there's a certain uh, history there. Yeah, of, of that we're familiar. Um, yeah, except Trey actually has fond memories of his clutch father. <laughs> is is there anything that we can do to mitigate that situation for you entirely? Or, and I don't, Bridge. I mean, I would you want to come with us? I, I don't know what happens, Reg. I mean, so we have a 24-hour window and a slip, and then reality closes behind us, and then it, it's as if you weren't there, right? I, yes. Like that's our, that's our window. So so if Ula were to come with us, if you wanted to come with us, right? I mean, this <laughs> it's your world, but I, man, it's, it's not it's not an inviting place. Let me let me just. You know. <laughs> Um, but if but if you came, I don't think it would fuck the time stream up, right? Like, I mean, it wouldn't intrinsically change anything. Like, she would be forgotten here as if she never existed. Reggie, you have a firm conviction that Ula has always been part of the group. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is the time for me to bring that up. <laughs> Stop, uh, you not again with that shit. I think that we uh, can... You can yeah. zoom Character back and, and fade out on that conversation because it's going to go round and round. Yet. Well, I think, <laughs> I think Ula says, she's like, um, sh- sure, yeah, I, I have nothing here. I have nothing here. You've got us. I'm, I'm, I'm hunted. I'm on the run. I'm a liability to everyone who knows me. Anyone I care about potentially is going to get murdered because I exist. So, yes, Sure. As long as we can figure out why things are breaking and try and fix it first before we go. Agreed. I, I don't. I don't think we can try. get anywhere unless we do fix it. I, well, I, I. I don't. I think we need to do the first thing to figure out what's going on for the second thing to even be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like we're all in agreement then. And so you spend a couple of days of downtime with the clan. You get one point of harm back. Arm heals in alphabetical order. So whichever one is the first in alphabetical order, that's where you get to harm back from. You can do that. Uh, I can hand out experience points. Two for Nash, one for Trey, three for Reggie, two for Ula. And the next couple days are just nothing but kicking back and listening to the newest hot jams on the radio transceiver. Um, there are... Two things of interest that I want to tell you before uh, I end the game officially. Uh, one is that, uh, Trey, it dawns on you that the the power unit, the electronic gear that they have, since they've got enough power to run all this shit, they could probably run a local hub, which means that you might be able to pick up network from the city out here if you, like, you know, scavenged a few parts and and fucked around with it a little bit. So that's one thing that occurs to you. But that would be a do-it-later kind of a thing, because, of course, after two days, y'all hit the road and take off. I'm 
going to ask <laughs> for sure's is whisper with you or are you leaving her behind and i guess i'm actually asking is reggie with you or she's staying behind hey i'm gonna just be honest with you here i don't think that's resolved at all <laughs> like i like i i don't even i didn't think we were we would we were gonna be done talking about that yeah because um, if if it's going to present a problem. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me put it this way. I want to give you the rest time and give you you know the time yes. to heal up, and so you do spend a couple days there, and, and nothing bad happens, and everything's cool. So now it's the, now it's the last day. It's the. I know. <laughs> yeah. Just jumped right to the. He jumped right to the. We're leaving, and I was like, "But I haven't finished being an asshole yeah, yet." Yeah, we, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't do the thing. You um, don't have to do it tonight. I'm just saying, like, we can even talk about it separately. I, right, I, uh, right. it doesn't have to be because I, I can't. The emo- Yeah, I, it's, it's just. Yeah, you, you, you understand what I'm saying. Well, and so, Reggie, like, Reggie was going to talk to Whisper too directly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. There, there, there's whole yeah, other things. And, and also, be- that's the other thing. I don't, that I don't know if that necessarily has to be done. You know, uh, role played out. Um, I'll need a, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I've got. I think uh, just I like think any right just like any dialogue here. action, if you summarize what you say and I summarize what her position is, we can just roll it. I think where what it kind of feels though is that both Reggie and John are on somewhat of an emotional high, and and after a couple of and and after a day or so, Reggie might kind of ride that out and level down. And it, I don't. I don't want to say. I don't think it's necessarily unfair. But having John still riding that high while Reggie's theoretically have tapered out might influence the well, the decision making a little bit. I think. I'll, I'll say this. Well, I think that we can assume that the decision making takes two days, but I don't think we literally need to play out two days. No. Yeah, oh no, I, no. I don't. I don't mind landing on like like on three options here. There's the one that she stays, and I'm coming back for her, right? Mm-hmm. But there's all, what what, what the, where, where the input comes in is to, is what she's saying about that. She's been she's been sort of consistent about not wanting to not wanting to leave my side. So the, the right the, the, there so will probably be a role of some kind involved, right? You're going to well, what goes do hand in charm. hand in that? <laughs> well, is is well is there even is there anyone here? And has there has enough? Have I taught her enough about trying to stay below the radar enough? And is there anyone here that can be trusted with that knowledge that can actually step in? Because she is five. Like if she accidentally does something, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means for her here if I'm not here. Okay, so I'm sharing a window with you now. Can we? <laughs> oh, so, her. Perfect. So this is beneficent. A forty-six-year-old non-binary healer. Uh, nano enhanced and a true believer in magic. Now they do talk about magic all the time, and it sort of makes some of the others roll their eyes a little bit. But Beneficent actually overhears you and Whisper talking. Some of the things Whisper says just sounds straight up like magical or nano enhanced powers to her, and so she's shown an interest in the child. But but would that happen before we had the conversation of? You know, maybe we it's, just tell her it's not kind of to use it's happening power. slowly and simultaneously over a two day period. Well, but I think even before that, like when we're having the initial conversation, it's like, Reg, if we leave her here and come back, can you, you know, teach her what you can in two days, but tell her not to use her powers, right? So, like, if no one knows, no one has to be trusted, right? Like, if again, she's five, so maybe she slips right. up and does it anyway, but. If it's like, hey, it's really important that you don't do this while we're gone. It's not that it's wrong, but we don't want anybody to know, right? It's a secret or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, what, what was Tom? Sorry, what, what was what was uh, her name again? Beneficent the healer. Beneficent, beneficent the healer. So if if because uh, I think that happens before she overhears anything. Right, like that's that's first night. This whole conversation that we were. I'm having. not saying I'm not saying your conversation was overheard. I'm just talking about the things that Whisper says and things that Reggie says, even casually. 
Hmm. Um, you get the you easily get the impression they're talking about impossible stuff. Yeah, now so- to most to most people who overhear it, that just sounds like silliness. But to beneficent, it sounds like magic. Hmm. So that th- th- those two days, that would be a, that would be two days of hey, here's here's how you lower your your profile, and then also, I would abs- Reggie would feel strongly about how, like like Ula's Ula's input on beneficent the healer. My my favorite D- Disney villain is Maleficent. So this <laughs> is hitting hitting a tone, but on um, I, I would. I'd be interested in Ula's input about this because that would make it a lot easier for me to uh, let go of the idea that she's like she's a five year old she's going to screw up, you know. But she's going to met she's going to do something. So um, having someone like Beneficent there who had, who would be able to like advocate for her, yeah, when that happens is like it. That's the only thing that'll make that easier I for think, me to let go. I think Ula would be willing to take Reggie. And beneficent, and like have kind of a meeting of the minds between the three of them, and have a conversation. And I'm sure beneficent frames it in magical terms, and we're talking about psychic powers. But it, really, what difference does it make? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and and I mean, I don't know how she responds to it, but how you know if if we are like this child is also absolutely. nano enhanced. You've seen like. Uh, I don't know if she does it a lot or if you've seen her do it, um, but you probably have seen her do it. If somebody gets hurt badly and needs healing, she can emit a small golden cloud of nanobots. Yeah. That are there. So her quote unquote magic <laughs> is healing magic. So it, how does she respond when I have this conversation between the three of us and mention this child and say, Hey, she has special abilities. She has some, I'll just call them psychic abilities. And we need someone who is understanding of that to look after her and guide her, keep her out of trouble <laughs> and keep her from being noticed by the corpse. For well, now. Uh, yeah. Until, she, yeah. Because like, if, she like, has look, abilities. look, can you see the aura just, beaming off of that child uh, it's obvious it's it's totally obvious this one needs to be taken care of yeah so uh <laughs> Ula, Ula's, she kind of like nods she's like she's like right okay and then she looks over at reggie she's like look i believe that she'll look after her but Feel free to ask her whatever questions you have. Reggie's questions would literally be about the ad, advocating for her, like, like, like in she needs to be in Beneficent's charge in a way that's I'm, like, I'm Beneficent has her eyes shut and hand to their head. They're saying, "I are are you really a baby?" Oh, it's a good thing I'm not there. <laughs> and um, here we are again. <laughs> it's probably a good, good are fade to black a, moment as Reggie's eyes like narrow, like. Mm. <laughs> are you, are you an entity? You've come. Wait, wait! Don't tell me. You're from another plane. You're not from here. Correct. None of you are. Well, except you. Correct. But her, Vincent is looking at Whisper now. She's from here. Correct. Honestly, I think this child is safer with me than she is with you. You. <laughs> uh, Arguably correct. I think that's kind of. I'm not. I, th- <laughs> I think that's what I'm trying to allow myself to believe. Okay. She slaps you on the jar and stands up. Damn it! I like the child. She clearly has a gift. I want to help nurture that gift. And I know that you have a bond with this child. That's why you need to let her go. You can come back anytime you want, but uh, you three gentlemen have 
an energy about you that I have never felt before. And to be honest, it makes me a little uncomfortable. That's that's what we're going for. <laughs> uh, uh, I Reggie would just turn to he turned to a whisper. I'm done, and just oh, um, so I'm. Uh, does are you okay with this? Ah, uh, you know what? So this is what's happening, whisper. Uh, and um, I want I want you to understand that I'm coming back for you. I promise I'm coming back for you. So, um, Beneficent uh, is standing behind Whisper and sort of holding her consolingly. Um, Whisper uh, holds back tears, makes her eyes really, really big, and looks right into yours. And you feel her in your head. She goes, I know you will. I trust you. Okay, and he just, like, hugs her in his mind. How about that? Yeah. How about that, Todd? How about that? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's what happens. Ule will pick up Reggie and arm around him. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, there's, like, a... There's, like, a... You pick up Reggie and pull Reggie. And then, like, there's, like, a juxtaposition scene of that also pulling Reggie away from 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 Whisper in the the my, the brain hug thing. And it's the last day and everybody says their goodbyes and there's the teary hugs and handshakes and you all can come back anytime. She'll be fine, don't worry. And the rest of the kids are already like running around playing hunt lizards with the other kids who came from here. And so you pack up your gear, get your backpacks on, slap your baby jar on your back, Nash, <laughs> and you head out toward the city. And it's a kind of a dark day today. And so it's a little bit slower going than usual because you want to be sure that you don't get jumped. When you get that queasy feeling, you're about 15 kilometers out from the clan. You recognize that queasy, nauseous, there's a flux storm coming and when it opens up, what you see on the other side is yourselves hitting the ground, taking cover, aiming in your own direction, and we're going to stop right there. <laughs> well, f- well, fuck. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.